0: Today, we're continuing our podcast series where we take a quick look at each step of the TBO eight-step process for building a travel planning business. I'm Devin McKinney, founder of Travel Beyond the Obvious, where we do training and certification for travel planners. And I'm here with Madeline Jowar, the other founder and the travel expert. She started Italy Beyond the Obvious, one of the first successful fee-based travel planning services in 2008, helping people take bucket list trips to Italy. She designed the eight-step process based on years of experience seeing what works and what helped her build a six-figure travel planning business. Let's dive into step six, which is all about your Rolodex, or little black book, as she calls it. All the experts and tour operators and hotels and restaurants that you've discovered, your secret sauce that you include in your trip planning. So, Madeline, I'm planning trips. I've done... Steps one through five, I've got my expenses under control. It looks like I'm going to make some money this year as long as the trips go okay. Um, but I need to make sure they're good. What's the next step?
1: Yeah, the spending time on making sure your little black book is up to date and organized is one of the secrets of running a successful Uh, travel business when you are the destination expert. And the key is that there's two keys to your little black book. Um, The first key is that you need to be able to organize it so that you can quickly pull the recommendations. Keyword, quickly, right? You don't want to be, the more time that you can save, the more efficient you can be, the more clients you can serve, the more money you can make. So having this these recommendations organized is super important. Um, The second key to the Little Black Book is having personalized recommendations. The Little Black Book is not about you and your favorite things, right? Which is how everyone starts out. It's about the client and what the client wants.
0: So do I need to know who my clients are before I start building up my Little Black Book? So you
1: should build, we always recommend building your little black book uh, starting exactly there and saying, who are you servicing, but also um, have categories and subcategories for people that you will clearly be servicing. So, for example, families with little kids, families with teenagers, you know, that um, intellectual couple in their 60s who are both college professors people who are foodies um and so we definitely recommend when you're uh when you're compiling your little black book and you're organizing things and you're tagging recommendations make sure that you think about those categories and subcategories and exactly based on the clients that you are servicing
0: how do i know when i'm done
1: you're never done really? <laughs> it's ongoing so here's the thing is you need to. Um, this is. I'm serious. This is a continuous process. So you need to. Part of it is uh, being aware of what your client might be reading out there. So clients read travel and leisure, right? They might get the Tripadvisor newsletter that says, "Here are the top ten hotels of." in your destination, and you should be aware of those. So subscribe to those newsletters, read those articles, and when your client comes to you and says, hey, there's this hot new hotel that just opened in London, what do you think? Your response should not be, what hotel, never heard of it, right? So there's that. Um, And so that's just continuous learning. Um, and then there's also a big piece of this is, you know, when you've been in business for 14 years, like I have, some of those recommendations that I put in my little black book in 2010, I need to make sure that those are still things I can recognize. So there's an ongoing um, process to make sure you're on top of things and that you're updating your little black
0: book. So this is kind of a side question for this but I heard about these fam trips that people take to um, find out. Is that what you, Do you do that? Do you go on any fam trips, maybe, to keep your black book up? Or do you just go yourself? So
1: fam trips are familiarization, um, and they're typically for travel agents who need to familiarize themselves with an area. Um, and because I do only Italy and I'm so narrow and so deep, there aren't very many areas of Italy where I still need to familiarize myself. So I I usually do my own uh, fam trips, quote unquote fam trips, and and the other thing that is I would this is an interesting topic of conversation, but I'll try to keep it short. Um, you know those fam trips are marketing trips, so they pay for you, you adhere to their schedule, and you uh, they own your eyeballs for those days, and so they could show you whatever they want to show you. You could be at one hotel for six hours meeting the general manager, doing an extensive tour. I would rather in six hours visit three hotels, not one hotel. So I structure it a little bit differently. But um, that is a good point in terms of um, how you spend your time when you're actually on the ground. That's a really important point in keeping your little black book up to date. And in this uh, lesson, we divide the approaches into four um different pieces and so the way that you keep your hotels updated is different than the way that you keep your guides updated is different than the way you do your logistics is different than the way you keep your restaurant recommendations updated
0: So what's the logistics i mean is that is that like somebody that you would call to move people around or something
1: Yeah, we we I lump that into all the getting from A to B. So whether it's a train ticket, a ferry schedule, an airport transfer, a rental car, a limo driver, um, those are in my logistics bucket. Got it.
0: So you you've got categories, and and you just make it all easy to understand and organize. All right. Um. So so do I need to work with each of these people before I put them in my book? What do I need to establish with each of these? each of these people?
1: Yeah, that's a really good question. So um, we find, I've found over the years that um, recent online reviews for hotels and for restaurants are pretty reliable, especially because, you know, I can read the reviews in Italian and French and English and and across a variety of review sites. And so it really paints a pretty broad picture, um, especially with Um, you know, these are a lot of these, especially restaurants or small businesses. And so you want to make sure and with hotels, you know, you need recent reviews, you want to make sure there isn't currently some construction outside the hotel, you want to make sure that restaurant didn't change the chef. And so online reviews are totally fine to just before you send that recommendation to your client, just double check the recent online reviews. And that's fine. Um, The people that I spend my time with when I go to Italy are the local guides. Again and again and again we hear that local guides are the secret sauce to the trip. Um, they're the face of the local culture and our clients love to connect with the culture. And so I I maintain those relationships pretty as a high priority. And um, if I can't meet them in person, I will we will do Zoom calls. Me or my team will do Zoom calls and we, we want that understand that feeling and we do this, the calls in English because our customers are all English mother tongue customers, and we want to know I mean, I could do the call in Italian, but that doesn't tell me what they what, how my customer is going to perceive them. So those are the key relationships.
0: So i'm a am a just getting started with my travel business. that's why I'm interested in the course. Um, and I don't know any, I don't have anybody in my little I don't know any tour operators. In the lesson, do you talk about how to get your first set of tour operators or guides or whatever we call them? Local guides.
1: Yeah. Yeah. In the lesson, we have recommendations on where to start looking for them, how to reach out to them, how to build those relationships, how to maintain those relationships. Yeah. And we just probably, you know, you don't need to start with 100. You can start with 10. And these days with LinkedIn and Facebook and Zoom calls, it's actually not that hard to to build a, a ver- something starting, you know, without having to get on
0: a plane and go meet all these people in person. Great. So, um, uh, what if? So, what does? It, what if I haven't been somewhere? Um, uh, can I still refer people to it if I read reviews? I mean, does my little black book have to be every, people, do I have to see every place at least once and meet people at least once? Or, or what's your, do you have a guideline?
1: Yeah, so, um, you know, I do all of Italy. I don't do France or Spain or other places where I've been. And, and I just, I wouldn't, starting from zero, um, I wouldn't try to plan a trip. With a little black book approach to to a country where I'd never been, but in Italy, um, you know, I speak the language, I know the geography, and so if a client wants to, uh, well, so here's an example: we we worked a couple of years ago. With a professor who was doing who was writing a book on a battle that was held in world war one on a very specific ridge and it was about 45 minutes outside of bologna i had never been to those mountains i had never been to that ridge i know bologna i know that area well but i didn't know that ridge and he was looking for a world war one not only a historian, but someone who was a hiking and mountain climbing guy, because some of the stuff they had to do was pretty. Uh, they had to go really into the mountains and and do some some you know off the beaten path um, walking. And so through my network, you know, I found a historian in that area who specialized in World War One, and the guy had an amazing trip and wrote his book and was really really. It was a successful trip. Um, so I did that without ever having been there, and yet that trip was fantastic. So once you have, you know, you, you once you have enough of a sort of base, you've got people on the ground and contacts on the ground, you can start asking people for recommendations. You know, I ask dri- guides for driver recommendations, I ask hotels for guide recommendations. Um, but I know what I'm looking for, and that's the key. You know, you you don't you don't just want to take the first recommendation that someone shouts out
0: especially in Italy. Yeah, exactly. That's my experience. You you want to find out what time the bank's opening in Italy? Ask three people. And then, you know, take the average or whatever. um, All right. Well, then, is this like a real book? Do I have a physical book? How do you keep all this information? Do you cover that? Best ways to store and access this in your lesson?
1: Yeah, we do. And this is... um, you know, there are many ways to solve this problem. There isn't, I always tell people my way isn't the right way. There isn't one right way. I use um, I use uh, browser bookmarks and my bookmarks are often sort of three or four levels deep. So in the lesson, I give an example that I'll have a, one folder for Rome and inside Rome, I'll have multiple subfolders. And one of those subfolders will be restaurants and inside my restaurant subfolder, I'll have multiple folders. And one of those folders will be for pizza. And inside my pizza uh, folder, I'll have 10 pizzerias bookmarked in Rome. So it's super quick. So someone tells me I wanna have pizza in Rome, boom, 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 I open those folders and those are my bookmarks and they're bookmarks. So, so then I click on them and I see the URL. Um, and from there, I can get the phone number and the address, and 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 the restaurant updates their website if they change their phone number. I don't have to, you know, change my um, my spreadsheet or or whatever, which would be much more time consuming to update.
0: It's interesting. I I'm going to ask a this is a side question, but it's uh, it's interesting. I have had debates with people. The folder, I I think like in folders like you do, but I have had raging debates with people who don't believe in folder structures and use tags instead. And and frankly, the world is heading that way. Mm-hmm. And it seems that you could do a pretty passable job of setting up a system that would work with tags rather than folders.
1: Definitely. Yeah. And the other challenge has been is that I now have two people working for me and they can't access my chrome bookmarks right so that's a challenge and there are we talk about um i can't remember whether we talk about this in the lesson or whether this is something that our community um came up with on our private facebook group as as one of the discussions but there was a there was um, some talk about here are the tools you know the great thing is our community shares tools with, with each other right so there was someone who said well i use this shareable bookmark system Um, And so there are definitely maybe better ways to do this. Um, The other thing that is a challenge is, uh, you know, we have our sort of primary guides, for example, let's say our Rome guide, we have a primary guide in Rome, who we always ask first, right, maybe one or two, depending on whether it's a family with kids or, you know, but we have our top few guides. And then we have our sort of Second tier, they're not worse. They're just the ones that we ask next if our main guides aren't available and a bookmarking system is not ideal for uh, prioritization of of the stuff that's inside the folder. So um, we do actually have Google Docs um, for uh, with with, for internal team where we just have our top, you know, like there's like 20 entries in this Google Doc, like here are the top people you contact first.
0: Well, we're planning another series of master classes related to every lesson. It sounds like that kind of thing will be the kind of t- content that we'll get into for lesson six master class. So that's really good. I'm glad there's there's room to grow. Um, so one last question. well, one last question, then you can add anything else, but my question is what's the what's the oddest or funniest thing you have in your Italy little black book right now that you can think of?
1: Oh my gosh. You know, I read so much stuff about Italy and whenever I read something that I think, oh, that'll be useful in the future, I throw it in my bookmarks. And so sometimes I'm going through my bookmarks looking for something and I'm like, where did that come from? I don't know. I just have stuff from every corner of Italy, every... um, I've got you know unique experiences in in every corner of Italy: silk shops, or goat cheese farms, or paragliding classes, or underwater snorkeling. Uh, there's an underwater uh, some underwater Roman mosaics off Naples that I was pulling up yesterday.
0: Um, Yeah, I don't know. Something, uh okay. know. It like It sounds like keeping your little, you already are, in, you love Italy and travel there and places. Clearly you wouldn't be doing this if you hadn't, didn't have a connection or affinity. It sounds like this is keeping your little, keeping a uh, little black book could be a sort of a dry thing. Like it's just a list, but actually it's, it's actually really an interesting way to stay engaged yourself with Italy, right?
1: Yeah. And it's a place if you are, as you say, like, I read stuff about Italy all the time and it's a, it's a, it's a structure in which you can put stuff that you're going to need in the future, you know? So I read an article, I'm like, well, I don't need that now, but someday one of my clients is going to ask me about, you know, a hot air balloon over Tuscany, and then I'm going to need to pull that. And so then I go into my little black book. I'm like, Oh, there it is. Um, and then of course I have to vet it like it just because I bookmarked it doesn't mean I'm just going to phone them up and send them a thousand dollars. Um, then I start vetting vetting that vendor.
0: So, that's one of the reasons I think that we teach this in the beginning, the essentials for beginners is so that you start getting your little black book together and it grows as you grow. And it's always gonna be growing. But the sooner you start with it, the better. so so uh, that sounds like a great lesson to to go through. Um, yeah,
1: well. yeah, and one of the things just to highlight, you know, your point about the beginners is, a lot of people who contact me and say, you have my dream job. Please teach me how to do what you do. And then I refer them over to our our wonderful course. But they just think that a lot, or a lot of people of them think this is about sharing my favorite recommendations. Like I've lived in this place for however many years. I know all the back alleys and secret places to eat and all this stuff. And, um, and it, it's a little bit of a shift of perspective when you think about building a business around it because you need all the non-back uh, alley stuff. You know, like when I started Italy Beyond the Obvious, I, I, I was not, I was like, I'm not going to focus on Venice, Florence, Rome, because that's where everyone goes. Well, that was ridiculous. You know, you have to have all the obvious stuff and then all the next obvious stuff and you have to have something for families and for intellectuals and for budget if that's your if that's your your traveler you have to you know pull out way more than what is just your own favorite stuff
0: if i'm a expert for a different country or a different kind of thing like let's say i do rv uh, you know i'm a travel expert on rv travel in the eastern united states does the little black book change
1: Well, I would have that conversation with the person who's the expert in RV travel because, um, you know, another lesson, we talk about the five-step process. um, And so I, I say in that lesson, these are the steps for me that I figured out for Italy. But for you, you know, for RV travel, you know, you know when those reservations open. Maybe on February 1st, you have to book for July 1st and you have to jump on that. And if you get there February 2nd, too bad all of July is booked like those are the things that as an expert in that area you know and I don't know and so you have to adjust your um, approach differently and this is what all of our lessons um, assume that the person taking this course is already the expert we're not going to teach you the expertise you already are the expert on RV travel you already have the deep knowledge of whatever your destination is and we help you turn it into a business and Help you think about how to work efficiently and how to service the customer. Right.
0: Well, no, that's great. Uh, I think that's all my questions. Did you have anything else you wanted to add, or, or?
1: Uh... I guess one thing I would add is that um, some people think that the little black book is sort of the secret sauce, and they hold on to their little black book as if I'm not going to give away my secrets, and. You know, it might be evident here. This is lesson six of eight. Um, it's one piece of building a successful travel business, but sharing your little black book with people or, or telling them who your favorite, what your favorite hideaway restaurant is or whatever. Don't be scared of that. You know, like I, right. you know, some people are like, I'm not going to, I'm not going to share my, you know, my favorite Rome guide. That's going to give away all my secrets and then they won't hire me. Right. That's uh, not uh, true not true at all. You cannot build a successful business with one amazing local contact.
0: Right. Wow. So. That's good, puts it in perspective. Um, all right, so, so we have the trip planning and uh, we have the little black book in order and we only have two steps left of our eight step process. What is the next one about?
1: The next one is about tools to help you work efficiently. And this is all about the sort of new level, new devil. You've got lots of clients, you're working, you're pulling, you've got an organized black book, you're pulling stuff quickly and efficiently that is personalized and meets exactly your client's um, interests from your little black book. And now it's about how do you work as efficiently as possible and what tools can you use to run your business so that you can really focus on servicing those clients.
0: That sounds great. Well, I look forward to talking with you in uh, the Step Seven podcast. Uh, but this has been great. Thank you so much, Madeline.
1: Thank you.